Greetings and salutations, all my fitness fuckheads. <laughs> Thank you for downloading the How Should I Bro podcast. This podcast is brought to you by a couple of really awesome people. Number one is Show Me Comics. They are the premier independent comic book company in the entire world today, in the entire universe, the whole solar system. And that includes you fuckers on Mars. And Tim, what do Show Me Comics produce that is so awesome? Oh, they produce the amazing 64-page full-color graphic novel, Hafu, with Hafu Book 2 coming out soon. And I forgot how many pages that book is. It's like 100 million bajillion. But let me tell you guys what. Even though a lot of you are into health and fitness, you also like things that are awesome. You're probably comic book movie fans because The Avengers 2 just came out today and I heard everybody and their fucking brother has seen it. So you're going to love Hafu. So go right now to showmecomics.com and order your copy today. We're also brought to you by Extreme Krav Maga and Fitness, located in Gravoy Bluffs in Fenton, Missouri. Now, Extreme Krav Maga is awesome because they teach self-defense. They have uh, CCW courses. They teach you how to uh, carjack people or how to keep from getting carjacked. But more, most importantly for this show and myself, it's where I do all of my personal training, my boot camps, my MMA classes, and where I turn people into badass motherfuckers. You can visit them on the web at www.xkm.stl.com. Now, with that out of the way, today's show, I'm bringing in a guest that means the world to me. She started training with me, uh, It's well, it's been quite a while now. It's been, I don't know, probably a, a year December. and a half. It's been a very long time. And uh, when she first came to me, she had some, some awesome goals. She had a, a lot of things that she was wanting to accomplish, and she had some stories that just came in, and it pulled on my heartstrings. And I sat there and with tears coming down my eyes. I said, please train with me please come here and let me help you make your wildest fantasies come true because that's what we do at teams and personal training and then she slapped me in the face and she said i'm not training with you i heard you're a fucking vulgar mouth pervert and um somehow i talked her into still training with me and she found out that was all true and she loves it and that's why she's still training so i would like to introduce to everybody today my client mary hello hello so, Mary, uh, let's see, exactly how long have you been training with me? Uh, it was December of last year. So that puts us, what, like a year and a half or somewhere close yeah, to a year, year and, and a half, half of training. Aw. And happy anniversary. Exactly. Happy year and a half anniversary. Here, let me, uh, let me put this ring on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that because there's some people out there, one person in particular that would probably cut my head off if she heard this. Um, so in that year and a half, uh, what all have you done? What have what have you done that everybody's talking about? That's such an amazing thing. Um, I have lost a hundred and ninety four pounds. Wow! Yeah, one hundred ninety four pounds. I mean, we are just teetering on the two hundred mark. And um, if if you're friends with me on Facebook, and if you're not, then look me up right now, you assholes. <laughs> but if you've been friends with me on Facebook for any amount of time, you'll notice that I put up before and after pictures every once in a while. I like to put up images of clients that have done awesome things, that have had big results. And the one that always gets a shit 
ton of likes and comments are the ones that I put up of Miss Mary over here because it's such a drastic change between when she was weighing, you know, around 400 pounds compared to where she's at now. And what what I really think stands out about these before and after pictures is that in the uh, in the after picture, you know, it's always like her current her current appearance where she'll have some nice clothes on and she looks happy and you know, she's in like a very professional setting. And then in the before picture cuz we always use the same before picture, it's where you started at, it's like She's like got a birthday hat on and she's holding like birthday cake in one hand and she's got beer in the other. And then there's like a box of pizza resting on her shoulder and then like a couple things of Twinkies sticking out of her ears. And then if the camera would have panned down, you've seen like M&Ms all over the floor around her. So you can see in the picture like such a dramatic, not just change in her appearance, but in her whole lifestyle. So that... When I go back to the before picture, you know, like, what were you doing in that shot? What was going on? It, it was a birthday party. It was a birthday party. It was one of the only pictures I could find of me at that weight because I uh, I tried to avoid the camera when I was that weight. And that's very understandable. You know, uh, many, you know what? Most females don't like getting their pictures taken because they've got this weird body dysmorphia thingy where they think that they look much different than what they actually do so you know that's understandable that at that time you were like i don't want any pictures taken of me but thank god that somebody took one or else we wouldn't have something to compare you to in all these pictures right that get like like billions of likes it's amazing i can put one of those up it's i don't try i don't do a lot of advertising for team sam because i have so many clients already like we stay so full like i'll advertise the boot camps and stuff because that's you know you can hold so many people but for my regular training i stay so full i don't do a lot of advertising so when i put these before and after pictures out it's not my way of trying to recruit business and that's why i don't throw these out all the time i do it because it's a way of going hey this look this is something awesome that one of my clients did that's why i'm putting it out there but when I do show them, I will get messages back from people that'll start asking me, you know, oh, what days do you train? How much does your training cost? Like it could be anybody's. I've put Brittany's up there. I've put Angie's up there. I think I've had one of Tyler before, and I'll get I'll get questions. But when I, you know, every few months when we put one of Mary's up, holy shit! I mean, I get messages out the ass. <laughs> from people that are asking about the training and what you did and what times we train and what they cost. And um, the funny thing was a few weeks ago, I didn't even put a before and after picture up. I think maybe they saw one on your page or maybe they just, no, you know what it was? I think this this lady messaged me on Facebook and I guess she, she ran into you uh, at some maybe work gathering or I don't know what type of event it was, but she said that she had she had met you. She didn't really know you that well. But she had heard your story, and it inspired her. And she said she didn't really know like what was compelling her to write me, but she felt she needed to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, no, no, I didn't tell you about that till now. No. And I didn't want to talk about it because I never fucking messaged her back. Oh, <laughs> so, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> so she's probably like, oh, I felt compelled to write him, but he never even acknowledged me. So... <laughs> 
But that's the difference between when I'm putting other people's progress and stories up there. You know, yeah, I'll get a few people that are asking about the training and stuff. But when I put yours up, that's when I get these long messages from people that are like, not just asking about the training, but they talk about how inspired they are by your story. And they're so just, you know, motivated by what you did. So, and I know that's not the first time you've heard this about people being motivated by your, by your results and what you've done. So I want you to share to our audience you know, some of the things where people have come to you and said, you know, you either motivated them in some way or it just really inspired them or it made them feel awesome or happy for you. Cause I'm sure you got a billion of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do hear, I hear it a lot when I, um, put my story out there. Uh, people who, you know, see me, I'm a, a full-time employee. Um, I have an eight year old son and just trying trying to balance all that and create a healthy lifestyle for uh, me and my son. So um, I don't know off the top of my head if I can think of a story. Well, how many, how many old friends do you have that you haven't seen in a long time? Like, um, I'm not necessarily like, you know, high school friends or anything, but just somebody from your past that hasn't seen you since then that has saw a picture of you recently and were like, you know, that contacted you and just said, oh, Mary, that's awesome. Yeah, I um, I actually have a friend Josh that I used to work with at um, a previous agency, and our my thing with Josh was we used to always go out to Chinese uh, buffets all the time on our lunches, and I mean we we could put away some Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I still can put away yeah. some Chinese. <laughs> and well, and Josh actually started his journey before I did, and I used to tell Josh all the time how much he inspired me, and recently. Um, we caught back up with each other and he actually came out to one of your boot camps and uh, saw me for the first time and just told me that I used to be the one I used to tell him how much he inspired me and uh, now running back into me he's inspired and remotivated by what I've done the student becomes the teacher (laughs) well I, I go back to whenever you started with me and I was playing around at the beginning of the show about our meeting our first assessment but um and seriously, in reality, what had happened was Mary came into the office and, um, you know, I was, I was talking to her about why that she wanted to lose, you know, the weight that she was going to. And, uh, it, it's always important for me to find out what, you know, what the real motivation is behind changing yourself, you know, cause yeah, most people come in, they say they want to lose weight. That could be anywhere between, you know, five or 10 pounds because they had a baby like, you know, Stacy in our boot camp. Yep. Or it can be, you know, in your case where you came in and you said, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds in the next year. And there, there's very, you know, different goals, but they're not going to happen until you find out exactly why the person wants to do that. Like, I'll get, I'll get guys that come in and they'll say, oh, you know, I want to add 100 pounds to my bench press. Or, you know, I want to put on 20 pounds of muscle or I want to get my body fat down by 10%. It's like, well, that's cool. You want to, but, you know, what is it behind that? Like, what's going to make you happy whenever you reach this? There's got to be something else out there. There's something that triggered this in your mind for why you feel you need to lose 5 or 10 pounds, 100 pounds, gain 10 pounds of muscle, add 100 pounds to your bench. There's got to be something out there that happened that fucking, you know, pissed you off, made you feel bad. And you think your life is going to be better whenever you accomplish this. And the story that Mary laid out to me was that she had this trip coming up where she was going to go to Germany. 
and she was worried about fitting onto the airplane. Mm-hmm. Now, if that doesn't you know, motivate the fuck out of somebody to lose weight, I, I don't know what will. But it wasn't just, oh, I just want to because I feel like I'll be more attractive. I don't want to just lose weight because I think that people will see me differently. I mean, you had a specific reason. You were fucking worried about getting on that airplane and getting embarrassed whenever they come up to you and say, oh, I'm sorry, we can't buckle the seatbelt around you. Right. Or, I'm sorry, you're so heavy the plane won't take off. Right. No, you weren't worried about that. I'm completely <laughs> exaggerating. I'm completely exaggerating where Mary started at. But, um, Oh, and I feel bad. Now I feel like somehow in reverse, I just made fun of you in the past. Thanks, I didn't Sam. mean to do that. Thanks. I didn't mean Go to do that. Go from putting a ring on my finger to making fun of me. You laughed. <laughs> well, she that's, just took that's that, how relationships usually work. That's true. She just took that ring off and threw it right in my face. So let's talk a little bit about that Germany trip and how that affected you and maybe hear that story from your own mouth. Right. And what happened because you eventually went on that trip. So let's let's start it, you know, that first meeting. And how the the idea of going to Germany and not being able to get on the plane affected you, and then kind of go into what what happened in reality. Well, it it started all started because I got um, invited to a wedding of my friends that lived in Berlin, Germany, and aside from coming up from the uh, with the the money for the actual plane ticket, um, just knowing at that point that I wasn't going to be able to go because I couldn't fit on the airplane. Um, really bothered me because it's still just one more thing that I was allowing my weight to make decisions for me and control my life. Um, So I I had to tell them no that I couldn't go. So here, again, because of my weight, I'm missing this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, um, an event of people who are so special in my life. So um, at that at that point, that's when I decided, you know what, I'm I'm tired of this. I'm tired of living this way. and so I started looking into like the gastric bypass and the lap band and something that could give me a, a re, some sort of result quickly because right. I didn't think that I had it in me to do it myself. I mean, I at that point was over 400 pounds. So, you know, to try to to think of myself even where I'm at now just seemed unfathomable, you know. Right. So, um they decided that they were going to take their honeymoon cruise in 7 months and meet in LA and they said, well, maybe, um, you would be at a point in seven months that you would be able to fly out and meet us in LA. So that's how I set my first goal. Um, I had seven months, uh, to get to a point where I could fit in the airplane seat and buckle my seatbelt and go meet my friends, um, in LA. So that was my first goal. And I started working out. I went to, um, the gym and started going, I was going six days a week not really knowing what to do with that, just, you know, on the elliptical treadmill, I'd go play around on the little weight machines, but... Which, by the way, I, I have to I have to interject. <laughs> oh, no. Are you There's going there? There's a funny part to Mary's story. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be careful on how we word this trainer, because I don't ever want to sound like I'm slamming other trainers on this show, but I do it all the time, mm-hmm. but... Um, there's a trainer that's involved in the story here, and we have a nickname for him, and we normally tell this, but on the air, I don't want to use it, because um, I know him. I used to work with him, so if he listens to this show, I don't want him getting pissed or thinking that we're, uh, that we're poking fun at him. So uh, we'll just refer to him as the club fitness trainer. <laughs> uh, are you going to tell the story, or am I telling Oh, keep going. Oh, this is all yeah. you. 
Okay, yeah. So um, when you do join the gym, you get that first initial assessment. So I, I went ahead and did that, and I was um, actually with one of my friends. We did it together. And after going through a little bit of a routine and then sitting down with the trainer to kind of talk about my goals and where I wanted to be, um, which was at least 100 pounds lighter in seven months, he, uh, the club fitness trainer, (laughs) (laughs) uh, basically looked at me and told me that I wouldn't be able to accomplish my goals without a trainer, which at that moment made me decide that I would accomplish that goal without a trainer. It lit a fire under your ass. And it's funny, Mary, we did an episode a long time ago. So for you listeners, if you, uh, if you just started subscribing, go back into the files there where, uh, I talked about mistakes that trainers make whenever they're in this field. And a big one is that hard sell bullshit. And that's exactly what he did to you. You know, as he didn't, he didn't make it a personable thing. He did not, um, he did not come across as caring about your results. He tried to just throw it out there that you can't do this without me. And that's probably why he only trains two clients still, I think. I have no idea. I'm just throwing that out there. But for all you up-and-coming trainers listening to this show, let what she just said sink in to your tiny pea-sized fucking brain. Don't hard sell the shit out of that prospect in front of you. You have to give a shit about what they're doing and don't throw some arrogant shit in their face about, you can't do that without me. I mean, that's that's what I told Mary when we met up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but And this isn't to rip on Club Fitness or anything. I mean, they're a fine gym and, you know, I, I don't know about their trainers. I've never met, you know, too many of them. The one that I do know, his name is Freddie Fit and he's the best damn trainer that I know of, so... That's something good to say about club fitness. But anyway, to go back, it lit a fire under your ass whenever this dude was just like, you're not going to lose 100 pounds without me. How did that make you feel? Yeah, I just at that moment, I decided I will do it without you. I will do this on my own. This is a goal that I have, and I, d- I don't need to pay $400 a month to accomplish it. And that's when she went home and she got to the blender and she broke open the eggs and she started hunting down chickens. And then all of a sudden you heard. (laughs) And she turned into Rocky and she was ready to go into the refrigerator and beat up on some meat. That's right. Wait, is that how it happened? That's how it was. was Exactly. It was like you were there. (laughs) So what did you do at that point? Yeah. So then I, I mean, I was in the gym six days a week. I was, uh, you know, just doing some cardio and playing around on the weight machines, but not really knowing exactly what to do. Um, but I think the biggest change that I made was my diet. And I think that's what caused the, the biggest effect at that point, at, right at the beginning. Like, gave up soda, changed the way that I was eating, the proportion sizes, you know, all that stuff. So within, within four months, I had dropped 70 pounds. On your own, that was seventy um, pounds still. without any assistance. Without club fitness. That's trainer. right, and that was that was without Team Sam yet. Without Team Sam, that was seventy pounds on her own. And I say it on the show. I say this to my clients. I say this to everybody up front when they begin training with me. That if your goal is losing weight, when it comes to burning body fat, diet is eighty percent of all the hard work. 
exercise, lifting weights, aerobic, anaerobic is so important for so many different reasons. It's what's going to get you stronger. It's going to, it's going to raise your metabolism. It's, just, it's going to make you faster. It's going to help your endurance and all these things. But when it comes to the weight loss, you have to be strict about your caloric intake how you're timing your carbohydrates, how much protein that you're taking in. Because if you don't, you could work out like a fucking maniac. That weight loss is going to be slow. It's almost going to be like you're spinning your tires if the diet is shit. That's the saying is you can't out-train a bad diet. And Mary just said right there by changing her eating habits and cutting out the sodas and the, uh, the birthday cake. <laughs> M&Ms. And just going to the gym and doing the thing, just getting active. You know, she she turned that furnace on a little bit, but because she wasn't throwing so much garbage into that furnace, she was able to drop 70 pounds just on her own. So what happened from there? Right. So after four months and the 70 pounds, I kind of got to a point where I wasn't moving anymore. And um, through someone mutual that you and I both know, uh, I heard about Team Sam and all the awesome stuff that happens there. So... um, I decided to go check it out and have a meeting with you. And, uh, you know, we already covered what happened there. That's right. Yeah. See, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Mary works with my cousin. So my cousin, uh, her name is Katie, and they they work together, and she had told her about me. Now, the thing you have to understand is my cousin is, she's like partially deaf, and she talks so fucking loud like sometimes when I get excited on the show, you know, I'll kind of get at it and start to yell a little bit. Man, that's how my fucking cousin is all the time. So I can't imagine what it was like working with her. And then whenever she told you, you go, yeah, my cousin's a personal trainer. You need to go see him. You were probably like, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I already had my bad experience with the club fitness guy. And if your cousin trainer is anything like you, then there's no way I can stand this guy. So what did you think the first time you came in and we did our assessment? Um, well, the very first thing that you had me do was this crazy thing called the electric chair. <laughs> and I don't, I just remember thinking like, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> this guy's going to have me do that. People die in that. Like, <laughs> that's what, how, I, that, that's what you're going to start me out doing the electric chair that's right the assessment is the most important part of selling training and i've i've had you know a very similar assessment the entire time that i've been a trainer i learned how to work it around a little bit so that it you know accommodates the difference in in the in the prospect but for the most part the electric chair and, and the planks and and some of the exercises that i follow are the same and that's the one that gets everybody because you can come in and be you know you might naturally be strong but your endurance is going to suck mm. or you might come in and you've got good aerobic endurance but your overall anaerobic endurance is horrible so i mean that's the one that lets me really know right off the bat what type of condition this person's in. So after I ran you through the electric chair and uh, we talked a little bit, how were you feeling? Um, I thought I, I thought I was going to die a little bit, but we made it through. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we, then we went in the office and we sat down and talked about my goals and uh, went through my diet and we made a couple different changes there. Um, Yep, and I just I signed up for training. <laughs> That's right. And in our initial meeting, you know, Mary was talking about losing 100 pounds in a year. And I try to be realistic with people when they come in. 
there's another thing for all you up and coming trainers is don't bullshit people. Don't lie to them. Don't tell them they can't do it without your help. But also don't overpromise them. You know, I didn't tell Mary, oh, yeah, we'll lose we'll lose 400 pounds in a year. You'll just be nothing but dust when we're finished. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't set expectations that were too high. In fact, I told you, you know, maybe let's look at 70, 75 pounds or so in a year and then just keep going from there because I yep. said what you can accomplish in two years will be even greater than that. And what did you do within a year? Um, Where am I at now? She what? smashed it. She <laughs> absolutely smashed it. Mary set the record for like the most amount of weight loss in in a certain period of time. So within a year, I think you, I you well like lost over. Yeah, it was like 130 pounds in a year. And then for my overall, the fastest results I had had in body fat drop before Mary was my my dear client Jonathan. I think he listens to the show. <laughs> um he had lost 62 pounds of body fat in two and a half months, which up till Mary was like, that was my record. And I'm not talking of weight, because when I say body weight, that could be blood, water, all kinds of shit that you lose. But when we, you know, whenever we use the uh, the body fat analyzer and you go through all this, you look at how much of it was actual body fat. It was 62 pounds on him. And I think Mary at one point wound up smashing through. It was like 68 or 70 pounds within like a two-month time frame. It was it was insane, the amount, but you wound up breaking Jonathan's record. So not only was Mary accomplishing awesome goals, but I mean, she was doing it at a rapid rate. And now we're sitting here at, what, a month or a, a year and four months or a year and a half, whatever, and she's at almost 200 pounds down. What's important to understand about somebody that has gone through such a life-changing process is, yeah, your appearance is going to change, but your entire world around you is going to change because it's the world around you that puts you where you're at currently. So if anybody's listening to this show right now and they're like, oh, I can can relate to where Mary was because that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm... 250 pounds, I'm 200 pounds overweight, I'm 100 pounds overweight, I've got 30 pounds, wherever they're at, it's your surroundings that cause you to be where you are. Now, a a very large majority of what I train are girls that are like, "Um, I don't really need to lose a lot of weight, I just want to be able to not feel guilty when I go out on the weekends and eat bad and drink a whole bunch. Because it is, it's a bunch of like 25 to 30 year olds you got to back me up here, Mary. Yep, yep. <laughs> Most of the girls I train, <laughs> most of them you don't look at and go, I don't, what do they need to do? Yeah. Oh, I remember walking in when I finally did, because I just did training for a couple months with you because I wasn't comfortable enough to <laughs> see anybody else but you at that in that situation. And finally, you talked me into coming and trying a boot camp. And I remember going out there and looking around and I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> Why are you wasting a Saturday in a gym? I don't understand. Like, go home. I have you a- did it. You're done. <laughs> Check. Complete. I have a motto, or not a motto, but kind of a tagline. One of my clients made it for me based off of a speech that I gave to another client, which is that Team Sam, I train supermodels and superheroes. And if you come into a boot camp, yeah, a lot of them you'll see. You'll be like, what the, you know, the, these girls don't need to lose weight or they don't, everybody needs to improve in some way. But the truth is 
a large majority of them train because they don't feel guilty then when they go down the weekend and they absolutely crash their diet. Because yep. they go, well, I'm going to boot camp two or three times a week and burning a shit ton of calories. I'll be fine. And with the age that they're at and where they are, they're absolutely right. But even if you've got that five or ten pounds to lose, your environment is why you're where you're at. So to take the to take the uh, the the portion of my clients that I was just talking about, the reason why. They have to go to boot camp three times a week, even though they don't look like they need to change themselves, is because they're in that party mode. Yep. They're going out, you know, on the weekend, sometimes more than that, and they're slamming a ton of alcohol and they're eating a bunch of bad foods. And so, because of their environment, they have to come to boot camp three times a week and work their ass off. When you start going into the into the the people that have you know large amounts of weight to lose, whether that's fifty pounds, a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, hundred pounds, a million pounds, there's something going on in the world that they're in that is leading to them weighing that much. Yep. And where I'm going at with this is where the world that Mary was in wasn't like telling her, no, 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 you shouldn't have this stuff or encouraging her to get out and exercise, to get out and work out. That wasn't like taking her by the hand and go, here, let's go, you know, take a hike today or let's go to the park and play or, you know, let's go get some healthy recipes. It was shit that was probably very sedentary and it was easy to have bad foods because that's what the people around you wanted. So, you know, during this past year and a half, Mary's, you know, she's lost all this weight, but her lifestyle has changed and that's led to quite a few changes in her life overall. So, you know, Mary, what are some of the examples that you can tell our listeners where you feel like your life has had a huge shift or it has changed that's, that's in a positive way? Um, well, I think I'm back to something that you said earlier, like, um, going through this journey has really empowered me. I mean, when I first decided to, uh, to, to start this journey and, and just, I didn't even know where I would end up or how long I would stick with it, but I knew I needed to do something to make a change. And now looking back on that, um, seeing that I was unhappy with something with a part of my life, which was my weight, um, and that I could do something about it to change it has empowered me to do things in other parts of my life. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy just sitting at home now. Like I like being outside. I like going on hikes, um, visiting different parks. I like, uh, I like that my son now is wanting to be active and be out right. there with me going bike riding and stuff. And in my previous situation, um, it, it just wasn't a possibility. I, it was a fight every time um, to to get out um, and to do to do things. Um, trying to think. Basically, Mary had people in her life that was making this very difficult to change. Who you're surrounded by, the people that are with you, that you have, you know, uh, your your comrades, your alliance, the people that are there that are either pushing you a bad direction or pulling you in a good direction are going to make a world of difference on this. So, you know, where Mary was at at that time compared to where she's at now, it's pretty incredible because one of the things that I think made a the huge impact and this was strategy this wasn't just like by chance was when mary came in and she was finally comfortable to to start training around other people i i switched her and put her with my client tyler who is 
just oh, my workout means, life. Yeah, she means the world to me. Love you, Tyler. I want to have Tyler on the show sometime. <clears throat> I could I could talk about the girl for like three hours because she really is. She's like my little sister in training. She's been with me for a long time. We hated each other when she first started with me, and now it's like there's so much of like so many aspects of my training that I get lost without her, like with boot camp and everything. Like people think she's being a bitch to me, but she's not. Like I have to have Tyler there. She keeps me in line. And whenever Mary was ready to finally, you know, feel like she was comfortable to not train super late anymore and come in and start training with some other people, I put her with Tyler. And Tyler and I talked about this beforehand. We were like, dude, this would be perfect. Cause I was like, you'll be able to encourage her. You'll be able to start to, to bring her into your world because Tyler's quite the sophisticated lady. <laughs> but I was like, I think it'll be perfect. I was like, you'd be, you've got that attitude. You know how to encourage people. You know how to keep them going. You're basically my assistant you know, in boot camps and groups. So I was like, I'd like Mary to come in on your hour. Are you fine with that? And she was just like, oh, fuck yeah. I mean, you know how Tyler She was, <laughs> oh, sure. Bring that girl in here. Yeah, we'll get her going. And so, yeah, I did. I brought, uh, I brought Mary in with Tyler and had them start training together. So... And it seemed like it was something, you know, pretty much off the bat. But how did training with someone who, you know, definitely was different from where, you know, the things that, that led to you being 400 pounds, like how did training with Tyler and somebody that was pulling you into a different direction, how did that affect you? Yeah. Um, well, when I first walked in and saw Tyler, this <laughs> long legs and tall and just fit and in shape, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, but she turned out to be the very nicest person I've ever met. Um, and just like we would start, you would just start having us do things. And just from lack of embarrassment, I pushed myself so hard to try to keep up with her. Right. I, I didn't succeed, but just to try to keep up with her. And I, I mean, I would leave just feeling exhausted, you know, and, and just really worked out from, from that. But each training session that I went to with Tyler, it got, I was able to keep up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more to now when we're together or like at boot camp, um, when we have partner exercises, we want to be partners together because we can keep up with each other now. Completely. And it's cool because you get to where you get to challenge a little bit. There's a little bit of contrast there where. And any of my clients that listen to the show are going to be shaking their heads yes right now. Tyler's a very lower body dominant girl. Mm -hmm. She's very strong, but that's all she ever wants to fucking train is legs every day. Let's do legs. Let's do lower body just because that's her strongest point. So that's all she wants to focus on. But you guys know from training with me, we're not going to focus on just one area. So... On lower body days, you know, you always feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta at least try to keep up with her. Or I gotta, you know, I'm striving to get there. But on upper body days, you know, you got to where you were easily surpassing what Tyler could do. So it became on upper body days, we knew that was your time to shine and yeah. she'd brag. And then on lower body days, you'd be bragging about her and trying to keep up. So it was nice because during those training sessions, you know, you were either motivated because you were trying to keep up or you started to get motivated because, like, you were setting the bar. Right. You were setting the standard in that. And that's a huge thing with training. So for people out there that are listening that are just getting into this or if you've been training for a while and you're looking for ways to motivate yourself, don't constantly look at the people in the gym that are better than you. Don't constantly think about how, you know, oh, my God, that person over there, they're already perfect and their body fat's so low and I can't keep up with them. Or, you know, if, if, if strength is your thing and you see somebody that's, curling a bunch of weight or they're doing something that's really heavy 
Don't focus on what they're doing that's so much better than you. Look at some of the things that you're doing that's better than everybody else. Look at some of the other beginners in the gym. Look at the people that are at the same stage you're at. And look at the things that you're already either better than them at or that you can that you look better doing. But my point is don't always focus on like the people that are at the top of the mountain. Sometimes you got to stop and look down and see all the people that are still behind you because that can be just as encouraging yeah. as looking at where you want to be. You know, whenever you put both of those together, to me, that's like the greatest motivation. But that's the kind of training that, you know, I had whenever you guys were training together. Um, another way that I saw Tyler start to influence you was when you started going through wardrobe changes because you were getting smaller and yeah. you had to start buying new clothes. And Tyler is a fucking, what's that word, fashionista? Yes. Tyler will fuck it. She works at a very large company here in St. Louis, and she is a she is a businesswoman. I have watched this girl go from graduating like high school and college and then being an intern to now like working her way up management at this company. But when she walks in, you know like Tyler is a bad bitch at work. <laughs> She's always wearing stuff. It looks like it came out of a movie. And so when when you were starting to get to where you were going through wardrobe changes and stuff, it was funny because I would hear Tyler going, oh, we should go out and I'll show you. We'll go to the store. And girl, you should wear boots with this and do that. So <laughs> talk a minute about, you know, like that influence on your life. Yeah, because, you know, when you're 400 pounds, you it's jeans and T-shirts or, you know, if you can find jeans without elastic in them. And so when I got to the point where I could think, I mean, just even fathom that I could wear a dress... Um, Tyler was the one I thought to to go to, and she did. She she gave me advice, and we talked about it. And when I went shopping, I uh, sent her dressing room picture photos. <laughs> um, you know, just just excited and like to have people around you that are excited for your little milestones, and you know, it, it's encouraging and it keeps you going and motivated. Completely, and the next area I want to go without. Without giving too many private details of your life, I'll fast forward a little bit and just say this. When you have people in your life that are holding you down, they're pulling you to stay with the negative. They're pulling you to stay with with where you're at. Sometimes you have to kick some of that stuff to the curb. Sometimes you got to take the trash out. And Mary went through that in her life. And just to fast forward through everything, she's now at a point where she's going through parts of her life that she hasn't been at a, in a while, which is like potentially dating or, uh, you know, just getting out and learning the world of flirting and, uh, getting somebody else's attention. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, how has that been, you know, that that's got to feel new or something you haven't been in a while. How is that now compared to, you know, many, many years ago, the last time you went through that? Well, I don't, Especially confidence-wise. Yeah. There has to be a confidence boost. There has to be... There totally is a confidence boost. I don't know that that I've ever experienced that before, like I'm experiencing it mm-hmm. now, because, I mean, I've, I've always been big. Like, the, the size of pants that I'm wearing now is a size smaller than the first pair of pants I remember buying in junior high. Right. So, it's, I've always been a bigger girl and not really noticed by many people and you know now with you know my before afters going out and um you know just people knowing my story knowing what i'm going through uh, 
you know, and getting that attention now, it, it is, it's a, it's a huge confidence booster. I mean, it happened today right before I left. The charter, the charter guy came to my house <laughs> <laughs> and tried to sell me internet and then asked if I, you know, do you have someone special? Oh, and, nice. You know, and I was like, I, I'm not really interested in your internet service. And uh, well, let's he, talk about these other packages. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I got some other cable you might be interested in. Now, was he like bulging muscles and his, his he had like a button up shirt that no, was all the way down looked, to his belly he, button? I think he has a second job at Seven Eleven, so not really my type. Hey, but he's still hitting on you. Yeah, it's still right. like hey. It, it was a confidence you, you know. Flattered. You touch my arm again, I'm gonna go kung fu on you. But it was <laughs> but a, it was a confidence booster for sure. Exactly, it's these little things that when you were last in the position to um, acknowledge flirtation or acknowledge that uh, there could be interest from somebody else. Like you're in a different you're in a different position now. You're in a different mindset because again, without saying too much. Before this, when was the last time you were like dating and in, in the whole relationship world? I don't. Um, How long has it been? Uh, twelve years, thirteen years. Okay, so let's say that twelve or thirteen years ago, like where your mindset was with dating and, and flirting and everything compared to now, has to be quite different. Yeah. Well, I mean, 12, 13 years ago, I was fresh out of high school, just starting mm-hmm. college, and um, really just seriously started dating the first person that actually gave me any sort of attention. And um, by saying that, are you saying you pretty much just settled for the first thing? You were like, all right, this is it, so this I might as well just happening. take what's there. Well, now you're very I don't, selective. I don't, want to say, I don't want to say that I settled. It was... That's where I was at that time, right. you know, and it and it worked at that time. I mean, I was unhealthy and overweight, and you know, and going to college and all that. It worked at that time, but as my lifestyle changed, as I became healthier and my interests changed, that didn't work anymore. Right. So the, my point though is now, just because somebody shows you some interest, they show a little flirtation, like the charter guy. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're just going to be like, oh, okay, when can we hurry up and date? You're going to be very selective. You don't feel like, hey, somebody show me attention, so I just have to take whatever's there. No, you can be selective about this stuff. Right. You don't have to just take whatever's there. Exactly. So, so take heed, all of you people out there that are listening, that might want to talk to Mary or that are talking to Mary now. She doesn't have to put up with any shit so if anybody is making her mad or they make her feel bad, she will drop your ass. And if if she doesn't, then she's got a team of like 60 people behind her with me leading. They're going to come to your fucking house and we're going to cut your throat and we're going to get a fucking baseball bat and beat your face in until it looks like red mashed potatoes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's extreme. That is wow! Thanks, Sam. Now I'm going to be single forever. You, you, jackass. You, you know how it is at Team Sam. <laughs> we went through some breakups with other girls in there, and mm-hmm. some people that uh, need to get hurt. I'm just at, at this point now. I'm I'm really excited about the f- the future and what it can be, and and that's exactly what I wanted to wrap this up with. So. You know, you're at you're right there at 200 pounds lost. You're you're in such a different place, not only physically but mentally. So, what are your future goals? What do you see in front of you now that's next to accomplish? 
Well, the the very next thing that I'm really super excited about is um, one of the things that comes with the ex- the extreme amount of weight loss is that there are some potential loose skin issues, um, and so I've now scheduled an appointment with a plastic surgeon, and I'm going to go start um, that process of talking about um, what that will look like and... And that's awesome because that's actually going to be one of the final steps in Mary's whole process here. And because of that, coming soon, I want all of our listeners to be on the lookout because we're going to be setting up some type of Kickstarter campaign to to help out with some of the costs for for this process. Because unfortunately, even though Mary worked her ass off and she did all of this herself, there are certain things that diet and exercise just they're not going to accomplish. You know, like if someone came to me and they're like, Sam, I've got cancer and this tumor is like growing out of my head. I'm not going to lie and be like, all right, well, let's die and exercise. At some point, there's going to be medical intervention. And that's that's just about where Mary's at is there's a certain amount of uh, <clears throat> of skin issues that, you know, it might need medical intervention. And so because of that, I told Mary, look, you know, let's go out there to all these people that you've helped inspire and motivate and have them contribute a little bit with it. So in the near future, I am going to be starting a campaign. So anybody that's listening to the show, anybody that trains with us, or anybody out there that's just motivated by Mary and would like to donate to that to help her out with this process that's coming up, we will be getting you guys that information soon. But we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up right now because we've been talking for like three years. (laughs) So for everybody out there listening, just want you to keep in mind that it is so important that all the things in your life that are holding you down, that are keeping you back, that are making you feel negative, that you eliminate that shit from your life. Because no matter how motivated you are to eat right, to exercise, to change your lifestyle, it's going to fucking be difficult as shit or it ain't even going to happen at all if the people around you are the ones that are sucking you into that vortex of negativity and a big old shithole is waiting for you at the bottom of that. So surround yourself with people that care, people that are going to help you out, and people that know how to get you to where you want to be. Wrapping up this podcast you can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore the underscore trainer. You can find me at, at Tim Hates You. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you like us on there. You can search us at How Should I Bro. We're on Twitter, and that's at How Should I Bro. And if you don't know Mary already and you want to see all the awesome things that she's done, well, I don't know if you should look her up on Facebook because she might get pissed if after this she gets like all these people looking her up. Oh, no. Bring it on. <laughs> look her up. She's under... Mary Elizabeth. Mary Elizabeth. That's right. Mary Elizabeth. So that's going to wrap it up for today's How Should I Bro podcast. And we will see you on the next download. <laughs>